It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Not my fault. You've been lying, saying that I took away your peace. Drowning by yourself, now you wanna blame me. Like you have no options, I take your options. Now I'm not the problem, man. That's on you. You've been terrorizing me, yeah, I'm always wrong. Lost your mind when you dropped that bomb Girl, are you crazy? Yeah, you must be crazy I've been thinking lately Lately it's you You stole your peace Put it on me But baby, it's you I like a ride, but take your stuff back, baby.
line like a ride But take your stuff back Baby, it's you, you I said, you know what, I'm going to do a show on, you know, this this topic 
Um, so I asked him would he like to come on, and he agreed, and I really do appreciate him doing that. Um, so um, I, I, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Mark. He's an award-winning professional barber, entrepreneur. He's an educator. He's been cutting hair for 27 years. He is originally from Chicago, Illinois, um, but now he resides in South Carolina. He's the proud owner of the Sage Shop, um, and he said he is seeking to educate new and upcoming uh, barbers um, to be professional in their crafts. Um, and I appreciate him doing that because I know when I take my son to the barber, it's not always a pleasant experience. Um, but I can tell you this, he does some amazing work. I've checked, I've been lurking on his page a little bit, um, and he posted some pictures of some women's hair that he cut, cut, and I am like blown away. Really, really good work. So I am very excited to be chatting with Mr. Jones tonight. And without further ado, let me bring on Mr. Mark Jones. Oh, that was that was that was really nice. Uh, I appreciate you allowing me to come on and uh, just share some information about uh, the topic on tonight, and uh, just kind of uh, give people uh, different perspectives on tipping, and also um, just some little knowledge um, um, where tipping originated from and um, the original purpose for tipping for African Americans. So it's just, it's good to talk about this topic. I was, I was kind of, um, I was kind of hesitant at first to even post that because I know we're living in a time where people are a little sensitive about um, things that people say and, you know, quick to uh, judge and just run away from businesses and stuff like that. But, you know, I appreciate you having me on. And I appreciate you joining me and um, explaining. And like I said, I always love to hear people's uh, perspectives on different different topics, uh, I don't discriminate. I always listen, open-minded, never judge. Um, and I hope that most listeners are that way too. And just like you said, right. some are very judgmental and they, they right. probably right. Uh, wouldn't even understand it. But I'm going right. to, before I let you, um, you know, give me your perspective on all that, I'm going to read the, the meme that you actually posted that day. Um, okay. And what it says is, what is considered a good tip for a barber? Uh, it says, 2 to $3, that's not a tip. $5 is a decent tip. $10 is a good tip. 15 to 20 a really good tip. Non-tippers, don't call to squeeze you in. Don't call for last-minute haircuts. And don't call for after-hour cuts. So that, right. that was right. what you posted. And so when I first saw it, my first thought was, oh, wow, how can he say, you know, how could he even put that up there? Because most people, I'm thinking in my mind, most some people might not have money to tip you. So right. I'm going to let you explain to the audience the way you explained it to me when we originally talked. Okay. So the post came actually from a uh, a barber's page that uh, a lot of barbers follow on, on Instagram. And, you know, sometimes when it's, you know, when it's, uh, it relates to you as a, as an individual, as a barber, 
you know, you can you can you can screenshot that and, and post that on your own feeds. But this particular one, <clears throat> um, I posted it because basically it was a question. It was a it was a question, and even in those uh, those uh, lines where the numbers are, it's basically right. asking a question: Are you a two thousand? You know, do you think that a two dollar uh, a three dollar tip is even a tip, you know. So, right. uh, but but and and when when I posted it, my actual words were before the post was above the post was um, basically it's not about the the domination the denomination of the money. It's the gratitude that you're showing, you know, uh, when you give the tip. It shows me that you appreciate what I do. So uh, it wasn't really about the amount of money that uh, that's received. It's just how uh, you give it. Um, but from, from what I learned about tipping um, in our profession, uh, tipping is a, um, it's a bank it's a bank that's set aside for those particular customers or clients that come in and they tip you for the service that you give them. So when they need, like on the, on the movie Barbershop, when the guy came in the shop, he's like, man, Craig, I need my hair cut, man. I got an interview. And he, you know, he didn't want to give it to him at first because right. he didn't, he didn't, he didn't burnt out his, he didn't burnt out his giving away, you know, giving him free haircuts. But if you have a bank of tips set up that you've given to your that you've given to your barber, you come in and you don't have the money to get a haircut. That money is set aside. Okay, well you're a tipper, bro, so I can take care of you. That's something that you deserve or extra uh, extra service that they may want that they that they may you know just say man I, I i wish i could get this service but i just don't have it and you just say well man you know what you're a tipper you know so i mean you don't even have to tell him that he's a tipper but you could just say man i got you you know what i'm saying just let him know that what he has done for you is appreciated as well as you know what you do for him is appreciated. So that's okay. that's, that's that's the whole thing with the with the tip as far as giving back when they give to you. But you know what you and I thank you for explaining that. But I'm gonna just give you an example of something. Now some barbers are probably like that. If you're a regular tipper, no matter what the mm-hmm. amount is, they would do that mm-hmm. for you. But I can right. think of, and this is, I'm thinking of salons when I say this. I can think of salons when I would go to a salon, and every if I was, you know, back then if I would get, you know, a, a, if I would wear a weave or whatever it was, when I was in the uh-huh. store, I would always pick up, if it was something on sale, I'm picking up, you know, old sheen, I'm picking up hair, because I know this, this person uses stuff. So I would right. get a bulk of it and give them like a $15, $20 tip. But not one time ever did they say, you know what, this time it's going to be on you. 
or you know what right. I mean. Um, not not that I was a really not that I would have said because I, I I was always gonna pay. Um, even right. if they said right. you can, but not one time did they ever say, you know, you 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 know, don't worry about it this time, or let me let me do this for you this time. And some people just, and I guess that goes along with teaching and customer service, uh, where right. you know they just don't know any better. So guess that's where yeah, where that's, that comes that's, in. That's, that's, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of that. They just they just don't they just don't know. That's something that's not taught to them. Like when their parents brought them in as as a kid, they didn't see their parent tip the barber. You know, they 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 just not they just not used to that. So I had posted like a couple of years ago about, you know, barbers. I mean, uh people I said the post said something like, uh uh you you tip you tip the waitress, you tip the you trip you tip the stripper, you tip you tip everybody else but the person that that's making room for you to even go to these places because of your image. Like you don't even tip them. Tip. Right. <laughs> you know? But you know what? You're but, right too. That's that is mm-hmm. a learned behavior from your parents. Mm-hmm. Like I know for instance my son, if I send him to the barbershop and I give him I give him thirty bucks and to go in the mm-hmm. barbershop. I'm not sure what they charge. He's he's a he's a pretty tall kid, so they probably think he's grown anyway. But Right. When he right. when he goes in there, he's gonna. I, I'm like, what my change? He's like, oh, I tip the barber. Why? Why you give my whole twenty fifteen? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but he's used to me giving the right. barber like ten or fifteen dollars. So right. now I just I just expect it when I give it to him. I know he's gonna tip the guy. But I also right. tell him, you know, I'll call him out. You know, if I just leave him in there. I'll, I'll be how long you been waiting. If he told you right. you were gonna be next, were you next? Right. Did he get somebody right. else? Did one of his friends come in and he take them first? And he's like, No, right. mom, I'm next. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, boy, I'm right. telling you, if you know. Right. And I said, right. if he if he That's, told you you're right. next, and uh, his friend comes in and he lets him get in that chair, you call me and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that. Like like I like you said too, it's a culture thing, I guess too. Is is it? Do you yeah. think it's just us that don't don't really like to tip? No, you know what? That's 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 no. It's not just it's not it's not just us. Um, but um, like I can't really speak for. I mean, I've seen I've seen in in like restaurants. Um, you know, other cultures not you know not tip as well. But like, just I can only speak for you know, you know my industry. Um, um, I'm kind of diverse with 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 hair, so I can cut straight hair as well. So, like, um, you know, Caucasian people they they pretty much, you know, they pretty much pay, you know, beyond. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Like, right. Especially if they come in the shop and they and they and they're not used to straight lines and a clean, you know, real clean, precise cut. Like right. they're gonna just give you whatever is it's in their pocket. You know what I'm saying? So, right. And they don't have a problem with tipping. They understand it, and and that's because they've been taught 
you know, they've been they've been taught that. But just to let me just give you just a little history of it. Just just a just okay. a little bit of history. Um it's typically started in the seventeenth century in England. So they they originated the the tipping, it, but it was it was for it was for like um, the people like in bars and stuff, and they would like tip the waiters like to hurry up to bring them their drink. So the 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 tipping well the word the the word that we know as tip that's just an acronym. To the the word uh, the phrase it means to ensure promptitude. That's what tipping really means to ensure promptitude. So they wanted their stuff like straight up. Bring me my bring me my drinks right right now right now. Bring it to me. You know so right. here goes the money. So that's where the tipping came from. But then when it came to America, it was like during the time of slavery. So like right. tipping was pretty much like. We don't want to have to pay these slaves, so we just gonna tip them on just how they take care of us. You know what I'm saying? Wow. But a lot right. of a lot of barb a lot of barbers today they they think that a a customer or a client is supposed to tip them. Like I don't look for tips because I, I'm looking. I just want to get paid for what I charge. You know the the tip. I appreciate it. I, I looked for tips when I was in school. Like that was that was you know how I survived when I was in barbering school. Right. But now uh, now it's just I just really appreciate you tipping me, you know. But I am going to give you a one service even if you don't give me a tip, you know. So um, um, that's where the that's where the the, the tipping came from. It just came from. When he came over here, it was just basically to to avoid giving us a wage. You know what I'm saying? So like like because we don't understand a lot of stuff, you know, we right. we, we take it and run with it, and we just ignorant of a lot of things, and we just you know, and we run right. people away. We run people right. away because we like like I I didn't see Barbara say so you you're not gonna tip me. I'm like wow. That's that's pretty but you bold. Know, yeah, but you that's know, bold. <laughs> you know what? You know what these 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 uh, stylists are doing. What they do is to even make an appointment. Now they want you to yep. pay a consultation fee, which is yep. like twenty five yep. thirty dollars. They want you to pay twenty five or thirty dollars. Now say you go, uh-huh. you, you get there. No, I'm gonna give you an example. We were talking about just this just a few minutes ago before the show. I wanted sister locks before I got regular locks, right? So, you mm-hmm. know, the sister locks are super tiny. So, before I went to the young lady, I said, my hair is about 12 to 14 inches long already, okay? So, she told me the price would be between three and 500 before I got there, right? So, right. I got there. She takes my hair. She pulls it down, and she's like, oh. Okay, yeah, you said. I said, yeah. I told it was it wasn't short. It's kind of long already. She said, uh, "Well, you can cut a few inches off, and it'll be five hundred. Wow. Or you can, you know, you can keep your length, but I'm gonna have to charge you seven hundred. But before I got now, my consultation was 
I think it was $30. She said, uh, but you cut a few inches off, but if you want me to do it at this length, because it's going to take me hours and hours, it's going to be $700. That's what she told me. Um, wow. And she said, I will include the, you know, your consultation fee in with your price or whatever. Um, and then she was like, and then I'll take care of it. I think she said for like six months or something like that. I wouldn't have to pay anything else. Um, not the first visit back, but the second. But if you tell me between three and 500 before I get right. there, but then right. when I get there, you add, I can't do it. You know, right. I, I can't trust you. I can't trust you to be honest with the prices and then right. I just can't trust you. Um, and then right. they will give you your, your consultation feedback. But most of these places will book. They will take them. You have to pay them up front. And sometimes they don't, they don't, you know, you will get there. They're not there. And you can't find them. And then your money's gone. And it's wow. really, you know, they just say, you know, stuff happens, whatever. So that's how that goes. And like like I said, when you go into a lot of establishments, it's it's like um it's just no customer service at all there. Right. And, right. And I would think that in barber college or, or cosmetology school, that's a skill that should be taught, right? Before you doing anything else, I feel like customer service should be like one of the first things you learn. Because yeah, even if definitely... I was going to say, even if you have a bad haircut or a bad hairstyle, I would respect you a little bit more. At least your customer service skills was okay. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But they, that's, 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 that's like uh, during the, during the pandemic, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of information just being, just being spread throughout, you know, the, uh, the barbering industry and, you know, where, where our industry was going. And, uh, a, a lot of it, um, it was, a, it was a group of guys called the influencers <clears throat> and they were, they were, you know, discussing, um, should you, should you go to barbering school or should you, uh, apprentice, you know? And, um, <clears throat> it was a lot of, it was a lot of, it was a lot of debates. It was, a, you know, it was a lot of bickering going back and forth. And at first I didn't, I was kind of, I was kind of upset them with them saying, <clears throat> you know, um, you shouldn't go to school, but at the same time, the schools are not, you know, training and equipping these people to when they come out. So they don't, they don't know about like, like we talked about, they don't, they, all they know about is, you know, uh, cutting hair, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't care about, um, customer service. They don't care about, um, you know, just making sure they're professional. I mean, you know, they don't know any right. terms, terminology. They just, you know, they just cutting hair, you know, so it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of miseducated people out here. And you know those are the ones that's expecting the tips. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because because they feel like I mean they feel like they I mean like uh, it's a guy that I he's my mentor um, and we just we 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 we, we kind of on bad terms right now, but he, I still respect him. He's still my he's still a mentor. Of my his name is um, Al Reed. I'm a promoter. His name is Al Reed. 
um, known as Our Millions. He was one of the first guys to to go big on um, YouTube back in 2010 when YouTube for barbering wasn't it wasn't even in existence. But anyway, um, we were talking and 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 you know we were just sharing and a lot of these barbers they just you know they don't even they don't even care. It's this this is a hustle. It's not a it's not a profession, you know. They don't look at it as a profession. They look they look at it as a as a hustle. So, because of the mentality, you know, they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna make sure the client is well taken care of. You have some people that do, you know, but you 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 got people that just want to get you in and out of the chair. So they don't they don't know how to have you know customer service. Customer service is eighty percent of your business. Right. 80% of your business. Like you said, if you mess up somebody, if I mess up somebody's head, but I was just real, just attentive to him, man, you know, talking to him, making sure he's straight and just, you know, he'll pretty, pretty much be like, you know what, man, that's cool. You know, next time, you know, I, I know you do a better job and may give you a tip still and be like, you know, have right. a good day. <laughs> but if you nasty... <laughs> And you, you know, you, you know, I, it's, I, you know, I don't even want to get into the weed thing because that's just, you know, that's just wherever right now. But, you know, you just don't smell good and you just look dirty. You're not professional. You don't, you're not clean. You don't look clean. Like, it's just, it's just so much out here. But, you know, the tip of thing, like people, they, they, they just feel like they need that tip. Right, and you're right because you you sometimes going to a to a shop. The the barber smell like weed and fingernails dirty, <laughs> and then and then they yeah. they like well I they say something like well I ain't got nobody next, and you still don't have nobody next. <laughs> so you know it's it's just it's crazy. And then like I said, on the and I noticed too in the barber shop too, um, males are getting like the um. The, the unit, you not do the yeah the hair the, unit. yeah the hair units and the um the magic marker yeah <laughs> not the magic marker whatever that is but um yeah. that's the interesting thing too I like to see it done I like I've, I've seen it done like a few times and and it, it it makes a major difference um I just don't like the the that black stuff they put on there but other than that. I like that. Um, yeah, I took a class. Yeah, I took a class and learned how to do it. But where I mean, like, really, like where I am, particularly in, in the area that I am, it's not too many people um, that's really interested in it. You know what I'm saying? Per se, right. you know, they probably look a little afraid to get it. But um, it's a few people in our area that 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 have, you know, done a few little units. Um, and they look pretty good. You can see the progression from them when they first did it until now. Like, you know, they do it a little bit more, you know. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm not – and, see, I'm I'm one of those barbers. I, and, I, and I don't knock – I don't knock the uh, the uh, the paint game. I don't I don't knock the paint game. If that's what you're into, you like to paint and be painted on and all that, that's cool. It, I remember when it first, it was like, it, it was bold at first when it first came out. 
and then it kind of right. and then it kind of went into let's try to make it as natural as possible. Now it's back to bold again, and it's like it's like where is the skill level? Because once the paint comes out, it's called an enhancement. It's not called the permanent the the the, the finish. You enhance the haircut. The haircut got to be already in top shape before you put the enhancement on. Right. So when the enhancement leaves in three to four days, depending on what type of enhancement you use, then the the foundation is still there. But these a lot of barbers they just they just they put the they put the enhancement on you and then try to cut the hair, you know, like that that's you know, but you know, again, it's just, you know, was being taught. And see, you said the enhancement taught. is supposed to last three or four days. To me, it looks like it lasts three or four hours because sometimes it's, it's running like before they Yeah. Before they, leave see, they, don't know, the see, they don't know how to do it. Yeah, they yeah, don't know I'm, how to do it. it. That's why I call it magic marker because it looks like magic marker. <laughs> like took the expo or something and just just you know, it just don't look natural. Uh, yeah, they're supposed to wash it out. They're supposed to wash some of some people don't wash it out. They just keep it. They just keep it on for the night. You know, they keep it on, and then they they they're supposed to wash it out. Either the barber's supposed to wash it out, or you go you go home and you you rinse it out with with knowledge of how to rinse it out. You know, you you know. So like, if you don't know how to do it, then it's gonna yeah, it's gonna run. But it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not. You're not supposed to be painted on that much where it's it's running like you know what I'm saying. So right. it's it's yes, it's 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 a you know, it's a whole new it's a whole new culture out here with this with this with this hair industry. It's a whole new game out here, and uh, it, it is. And yeah. for and I know for for stylists because so many so many women are are going natural. Um, a lot right. of stylists can't do natural hair. They just can't because they've dealt with weed for so long. Right. Um, they really don't know how to. And when they do do it, they charge these crazy prices. But I guess that's to make up for the fact that, you know, they're not paying for weave and stuff. It's just a so they, they charge ridiculous prices for natural hair. Um, so it's, it's just like the brain. Um, not 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 necessarily to braid it, but like uh-huh. um, well yeah for braids too because I now I think about it. Um, I know before I got before I got locked, I wanted goddess braids. You know, it's really big. Yeah, they're real big braids. I wanted four, yeah. and so the lady wanted to charge like thirty thirty five dollars for one, like thirty five dollars per braid, and I was like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's. It's just crazy, and I'm I'm not I can't do that. It's just too much, and I but I guess that's because if ain't nobody getting weaves, then they can't really charge you a whole lot. Now some people get right. a whole lot of additional hair or whatever, but some packs of hair, but like a dollar change. So <laughs> so I don't I don't know. I guess they gotta make their money some kind of way. Um, I guess so. they they include the tip too. 
Well, I, now the way I figure is if I'm paying the consultation fee and I'm paying, you know, whatever it is to get the hair done, and some people charge for these um, braid styles, some people are charging by the hour too now. So I don't know how that's how that <laughs> how that work out. I'm going to charge you $30 for the consultation. I'm going to charge you, uh, it's going to take me five hours. So I'm going to charge you $20 per hour or whatever. Wow. That's how they do. I so. need to be, I need to be doing hair instead of. <laughs> or, or you need to be doing both. Um, Cause like I said before, before I got locked, it was a guy who did my hair and that guy, he was, I, should, I don't know if he did, did he do men's, I think he did do men's hair as well but he was making a killing i mean but he he was so good because like i said his appointment he never let his appointments overlap if you were there at eight when you were leaving out his next appointment was coming in he timed it so perfectly your hair was always on point i mean he he was he was just a a good guy but he wasn't ever going to give you no break (laughs) you you were always gonna um so you pay him and you give him a tip, and even if you brought him to the next job, he was never going to say you get a free nothing. So that wasn't that wasn't so, <laughs> that wasn't. So let me ask you this: So with by him doing hair, did he did he have like a uh, did he have like a uh, what assembly line? Like you know, somebody washed your hair and 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 prepped you before that you before you got to him, or he did all that? He did everything. And he had a, he had a, uh, he had like a, um, you know how you have like a shed or something behind your house? He, yeah. He, uh, he got somebody to come in there and, and fix it, you know, put all the stuff in there, just like a shop. Um, and it was real, real okay, nice. he was at the house. Behind his house, he had a shop, yeah. Oh, he's killing it. No over. Yeah, he was. Oh, he's killing it. And all, and all those, and he, in the house that he had, it was like an older home. But all those uh-huh. clients that he had, when I tell you this dude got somebody to go in this house and he took the garage and made it to like a separate little apartment and he made, he, I mean, it was beautiful in there. He did that with the, all the women he had to come and pay for all that stuff. So, and he's still, yeah, he's still money. right now, he's killing it still right now. He's still doing wow. it. Yeah, yeah. So, so what would you tell um, new bars? What, what, what like advice would you give them? How would you, um, you know, somebody new, fresh out of school? Because uh-huh. uh-huh. I know you said in schools they're not really teaching them like customer service and stuff like that, like they used to. Right. Yeah. Right. My advice to a new barber coming out of school would be. Um, to to first do some research on the barber shops that you're interested in going into, because you know you got some guys that's that's gonna come out of school. They want to get into the. I was like when I was like that when I came out of school. I wanted to be in the hottest barber shop, you know. And I was a, I, I kind of like jump from shop to shop. I was a shop jumper, so. Uh, right. Try to my thing is try to find the best barber shop that you could find that you know that they're teaching professionalism 
like they shop is clean. Uh, you know, they you some people like unified, some people don't. But you know that they you know that their barbers look good, that their capes look good, that their stations you know look good. Everything is just kind of like professional. That's what right. that's 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 first thing I would say. Um, and then the second thing would be is um, make sure you have some goals on what you're trying to do as far as being a barber. Are you trying to- It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Be just a regular barber. Do you want to be an instructor? Do you want to be a platform artist? Do you want to compete? You know, a lot of barbers, like, they just want to just, like the girl that I got with me right now, she a beast. But when I first met her, you know, I was trying to talk to her about, you know, the different things like that. And she was just like, mm-hmm. look, I'm not interested in anything but cutting hair. Oh, wow. Right. So her whole thing was just, I just want to cut hair. So I took, we, you know, I took her to a hair show and I competed just to let her see you know, the pressure, let her feel the pressure of it, you know, and see how I, you know, how I handled the pressure and everything like that. So, but now she's interested. Now she wants to be like, she met a few people that's in the, that's, you know, that's big in the Barbie gang and you know, right. kind of, you know, kind of drove her a little bit. So they can't be in a barbershop that's stagnant. That's not doing anything. They don't go to hair shows. That's not trying to get, you know, knowledge, don't go to seminars. You know, you don't want to be in a barbershop like that. You want to be in a progressive barbershop that's learning, that's forever, you know, evolving. Because things change every year in a bar. Really, every six months, there's something new going. It's something. It's something. It's a new design. It's a new way to do this. You know, somebody's trying to reinvent the wheel every six months. So, like, you got to be progressive. Right. And so I know you, you um, 
So how many shows have you competed in and, and do you do platform, like platform work and all that kind of stuff? Do you just do well, techniques at shows and stuff like that? Yeah, I've competed in Bonner, I've, I've competed in uh, Bronner Brothers uh, twice, and then I uh, I've competed a couple of times in um, in Chicago when I first started cutting hair, uh, and I've competed in like just different states. Like I'll just go to different states. Like uh, if I saw a barbering uh, battle that that I was interested in. Like I, I, I live in South Carolina, so I've driven to Philly. I've driven to uh, Tennessee. Um, I've gone to uh, North Carolina. You know, I, I've, I've gone to different states to battle. Like I, I come to your state and, and try to, you know, and uh, I won in two different states and I've been shut down because of, you know, people not knowing me, you know, I don't have no crowd, you right. know, they like, you know, and him, you know, but they 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 wouldn't they wouldn't accept me. But when, once the competition was over and my and my uh, model got a chance to walk around, they would they'd be like, "Damn, like you should have won, dude!" Like like you know, right? It, it, it was crazy, but um, no, I've never done any real platform uh, platform work. I was interested in it at one time, but now I just want to. I just really want to teach. Right. Yeah, I just I yeah, that's where my heart is. I, I wanna I wanna teach. I, I got so much knowledge that I, I, I just need to give it out. I, I give out free knowledge here to the barbers here because a lot of barbers where I live in this area, they 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 they're not really concerned about nothing but cutting hair. Like they, they, they don't care about competitions, they don't care about um, going to seminars, they think it's all a scam. It's, you know, somebody else taking your money, but they just don't know. They they learn it and learn it, you know, just different things in the industry. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm focused on uh, teaching. I'm I'm um, since the pandemic, um, it kind of slowed everything down. Right. But, um, it's it's gradually it's gradually coming back. So I'm I'm um. Yeah, I'm I'm finna really start offering a lot of a, a lot of more little classes, one on one classes around here in this area. Yeah, it's really, I would think it's just kind of it's kind of slack. Yeah, that well, I know here a lot of the barber shops they, they have maybe like two people in there at a time, and you sit outside and wait, and you go in like, and then you come out, and it, I, I think it's like two at a time at most of these places. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Still, um, but they are open. They are open all the time, and or you can um, and the barbers here are open on Sunday too. So yeah, you can, you yeah, I, I, I cut hair on Sundays too. Yeah, I cut hair. My shop is open on Sundays too. Appointment only. I we, I do appointment only on Sundays though. But I mean, I'm appointment only uh, Thursday through through Sunday. So Tuesday and Wednesday, I do walk ins. You know, that's just to still kind of build the clientele. You know, but uh. Yeah, third uh, Thursday through Sundays we do walk, uh, we do uh, appointments. Okay, that's cool. We got we do have one a caller in the queue. Let me see if he wants to um, if he wants to come in and ask any questions or anything like that, or he wants to share any okay. experience that he has okay. with the 
Barbershop. Give me just a second and I'll bring him on. And it's Mr. Lawrence. He's always on um, anyway. Mr. Lawrence Eldridge. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Hey, how are you? All right, how you doing? Did you have have any questions for um, Mr. Jones? Nah, nah, I'm enjoying the show. I'm, yeah, I, no, I'm okay. enjoying the show here. I don't have any uh, questions. You know, I touched on a lot of the stuff of barbershop etiquette, you know. Oh, okay. People so what's your, shop. What's, your, what's your experience with, with the barbershop? <laughs> well, I just recently started going back to the barbershop about a year now, a little over a year now, because I, I used to cut my, I cut my own hair for several years. So okay. I just got back. I just got back into the barbershop because of me growing my beard. So I basically just go for him to uh, to to line me up and tighten me up on my beard game. But uh, okay. yeah, so I, I I go in spurts. At one time it was every other week, and now it's maybe once every month or once every other month. Because I can kind of do it all on my own once I got the initial line of my beard. Because I just started growing a beard for the first time. So once I got it initially lined up the way I wanted it, I maintained uh-huh. it myself. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so if I'm lazy, I go to the barbershop. If I want to play around, <laughs> I have a free beard, and then I, I do it myself. But I mean, yeah. I just, you know, honestly, you know, when when you do sit down in a barber's chair, you go, you got, like the barber I have, you work on appointments. You go online, uh-huh. you set up an appointment. Normally, when I go there, he he's always at, you know, pretty much set for me. To, when I cook, if it's at nine o'clock in the morning, I get there normally about eight thirty, quarter to nine. If he's if he's open before my my appointment, he puts me in. But it's very rare that I ever have to wait past the time of my appointment. So of course that guy, uh-huh. you know, yeah, I want, I want, I want to throw him out with a little something because he's taking care of me, you know. Right. So, you know, but it's about etiquette. It's just like no more than you going to a restaurant, have right. a meal, and, and tipping a waitress. You right. know, in the, it, it, they they ain't literally standing there with their hand out asking for it, and the barbers don't do the most barbers. That I that well mine he don't stand out there and look for oh Tim. Sometimes I I get some stuff on my bed, bring it with me. He'd be like, man, next time you go to the store, grab me some of that. So I, right. Next time I go, I bring it to him. When I go to the barbershop, be like, look, bro, I got you. You know, so he deducts whatever. You know, like okay, I'll just squish. You know, so. You know, if you want a quality, you're working with a quality shop, take care of your barber. Right. You know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. Take care of your barber. Yeah. All take right. Well, thank you, you Mr. Take Lawrence, <laughs> for mm-hmm. saying that. Uh, but let me let me ask you this, um, Mark. How? Okay. So when you. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you're, how do you charge, like, for, do you charge different prices for women than you do for men or kids, women, men? And do you charge more when you're taking care of the beards? Uh, yeah, I charge, um, for, for a man, I charge $30 for a haircut. I mean, I think $30 is reasonable uh, for a haircut. And then with, depending on, depending on what type of service he wants for his beard, if he just want, like he just said, if he just wants to line up the beard lined up, then, you know, that's just five extra dollars. So you're talking about $35 and just kind of like just trim it up and make it, make it neat. But if you want to go into the, a, a, a deep, you know, grooming of your beard, which consists of a whole other, you know, process, then, of course, that's a whole other service on top of that. Uh, normally for ladies, I charge, I kind of charge everybody that's an adult, uh, you know, thirty dollars for a haircut. Until you get okay. into like some some hair art or something like that, then you know that a little it'll be a little bit more. Okay. But kids, so. I charge kids. I charge um, for all even for all even cut. I charge fifteen dollars for that. Okay. And then when you want to get a, like a temp fade and just start getting fades and stuff like that, I charge twenty. I kind of make it reasonable for everybody. Okay, that makes sense. So now, if you get like the designs, is that like a whole lot more? Or is it like five ten dollars more? Or? Well, it depends on it depends on it depends on how big the design is, and you know how intricate the design you know, gonna be, and you know what I'm saying. So I start off at five dollars for a design. So like that that, oh. that lady that lady design that I did in her head. I charge set ten dollars for that. Okay. That so her good. haircut, her haircut was forty dollars. Okay. So if I mm-hmm. want like um, a man walking on the beach with the sunset in the back and birds flying, you know that's so common. But, <laughs> but could you do it? Though? I can't do that with no. I can't do that with no. Okay. I can't do. But you I know can't, what? I'm not. I, oh, Mhm. I, I was gonna say I noticed too. Um, if I if I do, cause my my hair is pretty long, but like on one side, um, like in the front of one, like on one side it's like short, it's like shaved, but you can't tell it unless mm-hmm. I pull it up. You can't tell unless I pull right. it up. And when I go to the barber shop and I say, hey, I'm not sure, and they act like I don't want to mess with it. I don't know why. <laughs> but they, they act, don't because they they like don't know that. how. If they act like that, I just be like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that means they don't know how. Yeah. They don't know. They can't. They can't see. 
they can't envision, you know, what you what you want. Like even if you show them, they like they don't even know how to even do it. You know. Yeah. I mean, but I was so you stay away of, them. Stay away from them. I try to. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just it's interesting. Do you do color and do you do dyes on? Yeah. Like bleach, yeah, you can bleach and all that. Yeah, and and apply color. Yeah, I do that. I do all that. Oh. I yeah, I did a lot of that for the hair shows too. Like, you know, you got to come, you got to come with a with a with a base. Sometimes I would come and I would have color in my in my model's hair, depending on you know, it depending on the show, it depend on the um, you know, the category that I was in, but. Um. Yeah, I do. I do color. I do a little color here too. Sometimes. Oh. Okay, everybody want cool. Everybody want black though now. Like, like, come on. You said everybody wants black now. Yeah, like, you know, blacked out. Like, come on, man. Like I, your I, hair I, not I even like, black. To me, to me, I, and it's, it's just my opinion. It's just, it's just a preference. I like to see a guy with the salt and pepper. I don't like. The black because to me it's too black, right? Because her it, hair is not her hair is not black, right? And it doesn't it just doesn't look natural. Um, if it's right. too dark, if it's too dark, I right. mean, if it's right, it just can't be too dark. But I love to see right. the salt and pepper look. I think that's that's very nice. But and and it looks more. I don't know. Look, it makes you look distinguished or something. <laughs> so. <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just like that natural. You just like that natural, right? And I and I just feel like you know, and it, all I can think of when I see the black, black, black is an expo marker or magic marker, and I'm like, ah, uh, <laughs> that ain't right, cool. um, right. But like I said, if it, if it makes the person feel, you know, younger or better, or you know, it's I guess like it's the same thing if you know, women in the wigs and the lace fronts and the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, (laughs) eyelashes, eyelashes, I think, when when you get a a natural length, not the ones that look like butterflies, like flying on your face, but just like natural or just a little bit of Mm -hmm. mascara, you don't necessarily need a lash. You can probably do it with some mascara too, but that's the, you know how people follow trends that are out, and I that's one that I thought would would gradually die down. The ones that are really long, but I guess not. It's, it's just here to stay. I don't think it's yeah. gonna go. Ain't you no don't way. think? You don't think? What? You think it? I don't know. Think it a what? Huh? I'm do talking I about the last long. Yeah, they gonna be walking around looking like um Bambi in the mail. I don't know who they go. They they gonna be walking around with whole arms on their eyelashes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Me inside my side wearing them too. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't, I don't understand you, the eyelashes though. You because think, I'm, um, I'm gonna tell you something. The lashes <laughs> when you okay. The lashes will actually make your eye look totally different. Like when you, if you don't yeah. have lashes on, 
and then you put them right. on your eye. It's like a totally different shape, actually. I don't know why. Right. That is, right. But, um, and it's okay when they're short, and you know. Yeah. I can remember. I can remember being at somebody's wedding. Is my first experience right. with with wearing lashes, and the girl she said, "Oh, let me make your face," and so she did it. And she put the she put those she, actually she did one half of my face first and I was like wow yeah I was like I look so right. different and so um and then I didn't want to take the lashes off when she put them on I thought they were cute but she oh, didn't see, do it like see. long see. <laughs> they was cute see <laughs> you didn't wait you didn't wait till the mug was was covering your eyeball like you couldn't see this you like you know no, how the weave be when they <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was like, like I'm saying, it was like a normal length. They were short. Right. It's before they were really wearing them super long, like that. Um, but I, you know, I always tell people, you know, when you when you doing stuff, right? Like even with, I'm like, you're supposed to. It's an illusion that you're creating, but you're not fooling anybody when your lashes are six inches. That's you're not fooling nobody. It's like, it's no. And then the person probably say, well, I wonder what she looked like without some super long exactly. lashes. Exactly. Exactly. And I was but like, now no. it's a trend to get the longer. It's the longer and the the most fuller is just like, okay, with the, with the eyebrow. Well, now with the, um, you said eyebrows? Yes. Okay, now with eyebrows, eyebrows. now, you know, they're getting uh, micro base. Right. You know what I mean? So, now right. micro blade is not bad, though. To me, the micro blade, the micro blade looks natural when you get it done, right? If you get it done correctly. Um, and they have three different right. ones. I have researched that because they got ombre powder and something else. So when you get them, though, they look, they actually are good. And that's a good way for you not to keep, because a lot of women will cut all their eyebrows off and just draw it on. Um, yeah, I've seen but that. The, but the, the, actually, the microblade, I, I like that. I like the, the microblade. And I think it lasts for like five years or something like that. But it costs about $500. For that. So when you that's pay $500, for a service like that, are you? Do you tip? Do you supposed to tip? I, I'm gonna tell you something. If I if I was to get microblading and they did it like the way the the pictures that I've seen of women that have it and it, it looks perfect, it's really pretty. If I got that and it looked that way. I would definitely tip. If it was five hundred dollars and it looked good like the, the pictures I've seen, I would tip. <laughs> well you, you come not- on to uh South Carolina and let me cut your hair so I can get this tip. <laughs> I I'ma tell you, like I said, if you if your if your customer service is on point <laughs> and, and you and you get me get me right, I I will definitely tip for sure. Um but if your customer service ain't and your mouth ain't smelling right, I, <laughs> then, <laughs> then we probably we probably gonna have some problems. But other than but, but I would tell I would tell the person I'm like, look, now you know, you know. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. 
I'd be like, you know you went out last night, and you probably should have just went on the So you got to be realistic with these folks. But yeah, like I said, if, if more if more barbershops had, you know, people in there that actually mentored these young barbers and told them about customer service and keeping the place clean and and all yeah. that kind of stuff, um, then a lot of places will have a lot more business, too than they probably have. I know here, and I was telling you here, you don't really find too many places where they do um, the different designs and all that kind of stuff correctly. I'm not saying they don't do it. I'm right. just saying do it correctly. Like if I go into, and that's another thing, I've gone gone into places and say, hey, can you do this cut right here? No, we can't do that. So why you got it up on the wall if you can't do it? You know what I mean? You can have it up there. Advertising. See, like, with my shop, <clears throat> I didn't, like, I didn't put, we don't, we don't, we don't put pictures up. Like, we did have pictures up at one time. It was just pictures of our own cuts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But we just kind of, right. like, now everybody, we just living in a different time now. So everybody pretty much comes in, you know, pretty much with a picture, like, look, this is what I, you know, this is what I'm trying to achieve, and that's it now, you know. Ah, they got pictures up, with, and they can't cut the, they can't even cut them. I mean, that's crazy. Right, because most, most barbershops you go into, they have the, they have a big poster picture up there with about 50 cuts on there, and their number. Right. Or and right. so, you like, hey, can I get number Give six? me a number mm-hmm. 10. And then they like, no, I don't know if I can, you know, I don't know if I can do that. Um, so, but it, you know what? It's a it's a brand new barbershop that just opened here, <laughs> and it looks so nice. Like I saw it when I saw it online, I was like, wow, uh-huh. they got they got like pool tables in there. They got video games. They got it looks like they got t-shirts and stuff that they selling. They got them like folded up all nice and neat. On these little shelves on the wall, <laughs> tennis shoes it looked like on the wall, all kinds of stuff. It just looked really, really nice in there. And I was like, "Wow, well, I'm gonna go in there and see," because it looks it looks really nice. Like you can have fun in there. Why you why you waiting? You know what I mean? So, and I said, whoever came up with that, um, seemed like a pretty good idea. Um, yeah, it is, um, but but it's, it's Corona right now. You said what? It's Corona right now. <laughs> it is Corona, but guess what? I'm gonna have to send you a picture of what it looks like inside. But they open, they open, and something I thought about doing myself and Eldridge, Eldridge, the guy that was just on. Um, uh-huh. I think I, I I talked to him about it too. Um, I want I thought about opening up a um a mani pedi and massage shop, but only for men. And I thought that would be something cool. Not right now, because Corona is. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I think I think I could be on to something with that. Cause you don't see. I know it would come. It with women giving them manicures and pedicures and massages. I'm pretty sure they will come. Definitely. So I would. Definitely. They go to the. They go to the. They go to the age. Go to the what? They go to the Asians and get their feet done and, and hands done. Right. And um, I thought about when my dad, my dad was visiting me one time, and I took him 
with me, you know, just to get his, I got his feet done and his, his, uh, he got a pedicure too. And when the, when the lady, when the lady was doing his, his feet, he, he asked her, cause that was the first time he had ever had that done. So he was like, uh-huh. uh, can I come back? He, he asked the lady, could he come back? The next day? <laughs> and I was like, no, daddy, you, you get it done like a couple of weeks or something. He said, oh no, I'm going, I'm coming back tomorrow. I said, okay. <laughs> So, um, and that just made me think. I, I think I think that would be something good to do something different to have in the area too. Uh, Manny Petty massage, yeah, Manny Petty massage for Mister. I thought I thought that was just a cool um, idea, yeah, and I even started looking for spaces for it. Um, but I was like, now, right now it's just not a great time to do it because you know everything that's going on. But maybe after the new year. That's something to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Once once it die down a little bit, you know. Yeah. But I wish I wish it was more barber like like you to motivate and, and, and train and, and teach and um It's so many. It's 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 a lot of us out here. It's just that you know, it's just that, you know, a lot of them a lot of them just don't care anymore, you know, it's just pretty much just it's all about self, so you know it's 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 a few it's a few um it's a few good barbers out here and mentors. You know these barbers just gotta really find them. They you know they gotta really be in search of wanting to be um, a professional. Like like right now, just on social media, you know you just seeing the 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 glamour and the glitz and the 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 Photoshop. You know, photos. I was. It's it's this it's this young kid. His name is Vic, and I mm-hmm. mean, he is a beast. He's like 19 years old. He's a white. He's a white dude from um, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, he lives in Atlanta now, and I mean, like he is a monster. I'm talking about his professionalism, his his uh, knowledge. Uh, his work is impeccable, you know, and like he is just a monster. But you could tell that he he sought after he needed to to get the information that he needed to get. So whoever whoever, so he probably went to one barber for man, show me how to do this type of work with the Clippers. Then he went to another barber. Show me how you do your marketing. Then he went to another barber. You know, show me how you educate. So now he got all this, and he is just a monster right now at nineteen. So wow. like, like I was saying, you gotta you gotta have a plan. Like you can't like you know a lot of these barbers looking at barbers that's cutting celebrity celebrities hair. It's not really about how good they cut. It's about who they know. It's you know, it's it's so much more to the smoke and mirrors of social media and you know, uh these barbers just seeing these illusions and thinking like, you know, I could just do that tomorrow. No, it it, it takes time, you know, it takes time to accomplish those things unless you just meet up with the right people and you just put in a in a great situation. 
Well, let me ask but you this. Would you ever, yeah. Would you ever consider, like, I, when you just talked about um, people who, who cut, like, celebrities' hair or something like that, uh-huh. would you ever consider uh-huh. just traveling with a celebrity or something like that? You know what? I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was trying to be that. I, I, I've been saying that ever since I started cutting hair. Um, I started cutting hair, um, because, uh, for one, I was afraid to sell dope. I, and, and then just the household that I grew up in, I, I just knew I couldn't, I just knew I couldn't sell dope. But at the same time, I was scared because I didn't want to go to jail. But I wanted right. to, I wanted to hang around the dope dealers. So I was like, the young age. So by the time I, you know, graduated from high school, I already knew that that was something that I wanted to do because I wanted to be around a certain group of people. So I was like, shit, if I make them good, like you know, like like a nigga that played basketball. That live in the hood, they gonna look out to him. They gonna make sure he's straight. You know, nothing right. happened to him. He's good. So I was like, okay, if I be the dope barber around around the hood, then you know, boom, I can be in that crowd. So at time, I was like, you know, I just cut celebrities hair. I just want to cut celebrities hair. So when I moved to Atlanta, I had to move to Atlanta. I got a chance to. Couple of people, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, and uh, once I started learning a little bit more about the industry and on how a lot of those barbers get paid. Mm, you cutting out a little bit. Hello. The boys cut celebrities' hair for um. Just the just for the picture. Oh wow! You no, know, yeah. So if you're not if you're not a business person, like if you're not a if you're not a businessman, and you and you got paperwork, like okay, this is a contract, you know, then that that's you're gonna get treated because it's a business. So you go get treated like you come across. So if you right. just a, you just a groupie and you just wanna. You know that's how they gonna treat you. So it's it's pros and cons with it. Um, I wish I could um, have done it. I'm a little bit older now, so I, I, you know, I got kids and stuff. I don't want to leave my kids for that. But um, I wouldn't mind traveling. I know some barbers that do that. You know, on a on a regular, they they travel. You know, uh, wherever the barber want them to go, whoever you know the celebrity is, you know, they travel. And that's a good that's a good thing, but but those it's a few of them they have barber shops and they don't let that interfere with their barber shop. Like the barber shop, they know that's the money maker. The celebrity, you know, yeah, he paying you good, but community is paying the bills for real. You know, the community is keeping you keeping you alive. So yeah, I wish right. I could have been a uh, celebrity barber though. It would have yeah, been cool. I, I think it would be cool. Right. And I think I, I know a few people that the certain people will fly them out um, yeah. to take care of the hair or whatever like that. And that, that's probably pretty cool, too, to, um, to yeah, fly my, out. My, my, like that. 
a close friend of mine, um, he um he was like one of the first celebrity barbers that I was really like in tune with. Um, he's out of Chicago and his name is Marcus. And um he was he was he cut in barbershop one and two because, you know, they filmed it in Chicago. So he uh, he he was actually the barber for, you know, the stars. And uh like in in Chicago and Georgia I'm not sure in LA, but I know they have like um unions that you you join and so when when things like that happen in in your in your city they they right. look to the, the yeah, they'll pull you up and find you and and you know give you first deals for the job. You know what I'm saying? So Right. It's yeah, it's different avenues to get into it though. But I live in a, I live in a little small I live in a little small town so it's like I live between I, I live between Atlanta and Charlotte so I'm like a, a hour away from Charlotte two hours away from Atlanta you know they wanna they wanna they wanna look like they live in Charlotte or Atlanta but they don't <laughs> they don't want to pay you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's it's kind of yeah and I guess yeah. more probably in Atlanta I would think. Um, if you're working in that area, price ranges are different, I would think. Yeah, the economy is different. Yeah, the economy is different. Okay. So, and and then when you have when you have people working, I'm I, I'm kind of asking this for for thinking because I I don't plan uh-huh. I just plan to own a shop. I don't plan to work in there. I just, I just right. I just right. want to go and collect. So right. Um. So how do you do it? Do you do it in a way where you have people running space? Or do you have, do you do like uh, commission type uh, well, work? Well, well, for, you know, that's another thing that's, 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 you know, that needs to be taught like and, and understood. Like, you know, in our community, a barbershop is pretty much ran by renting a space. But the business don't really grow if you have that because then you put a cap on the money you put a ceiling on the money because you you know you're only getting one fifty or two hundred or whatever you're getting from the people that's renting the space. But if you if you do like a commission, um, then there's no cap on the money because they may make they may make that that booth rent in one day, and then right. the rest of the rest of the day, the rest of the week, they just they just but you're not benefiting off of it. So, right. but you got to be offering stuff as well. You got to have some product in there and, and for them and stuff as well. But yeah, um, a commission is pretty much the way to go because you don't put a cap on your money. Right. And I, and I wondered, like, because like, you know how sometimes you can go into a barbershop and it's a barber and you never see nobody in his chair. So I'm like, I see... <laughs> Surviving, right. like there's never nobody in the chair, or right. um, same right. thing. So, I guess, yeah. I don't know. but I guess with with enough training and all that stuff, all that'll come eventually. Did you already yeah. had a, a a big following? Like when you got out of school, or did it take you time to build up? Yeah, it took me. It took me. It took me some time. Um, I've been actually. I I left Chicago. Um, 
it's been um, 20 years now, and um, I've cut and I left Chicago and moved to Tennessee and then um, Atlanta and then here. So I've had to establish myself. But I've been here in South Carolina for 11 years, and I've had my shop for seven Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so in so Atlanta, where you, you worked? Uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was just renting. Yeah, I was just renting in Atlanta. Oh, okay. I was in a big shop too. It was like, it was probably like ten barbers in, in the barber shop. And you ain't like and Atlanta with too much, too much going on there. Um, I did like, I did like the eight. Um, I just didn't. Well, actually, I left because, boom, I left because the first time I, I lived in the A twice. So in 2005, I left and went to Iraq. And then I came home, and um, I just felt a little different about Atlanta once I came home. I just didn't want to be in that type of atmosphere anymore. I, I guess I don't. I guess the war did it to me. I don't know. Uh, but right. I didn't. I didn't know that I was going to end up here. I didn't know that I was going to end up here. I ended up here on some other uh, another situation. But um, yeah. But I'm in a small town now, and it's like it's it's different. I'm I'm a different person, so it's like, you know, um, sometimes I wish I could be back in the in the big city, but then I'll be like, nah, nah, I'm good right here. Okay. Well, yeah. our time is winding down, but I okay. so I could probably talk for another hour. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I I certainly appreciate you coming on talking to me. You're welcome back anytime. And and normally normally when people come on, they usually reach out to me because they want to tell some story. But you that that little meme just caught my caught my attention. Um, uh, okay. But I appreciate you. Um, uh, you know, giving us all the information you gave us. I'm pretty sure somebody picked up on something they didn't know before. Um, and if I'm ever in your area, I'm going to definitely come. But if, if you can't cut that man walking on the beach with the dog and the, and the sunset <laughs> and the birds flying overhead, then I'm going to be upset now. I'm going to be upset. All I'm going right. to be like 27 years and I can't do what I want over here. <laughs> but I appreciate you All for coming. Right. I'll come back you. anytime. And I'll be, um, I'll be messaging, messaging you every now and then. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. You Thank have a you. good night. Thank you everybody for listening. I will see you next Friday at 10 p.m. Central Time. If you haven't already ordered Young Black King, Your Life Matters, you better pick it up for your sons for Christmas. Uh, the Book of John 2, a sexy, sexy series, will be back out on January 28th. 
Thank you for calling. Have a good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.